0: Warning! Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems including but not limited to impaired judgment, organ failure, projectile expulsion of Taco Bell, limp dick, distorted recognition of potential sexual partners, and poop. Lots of poop.
1: Please enjoy this podcast responsibly. If you're happy and you know it, Papa Cook... Hey, 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 wobbly winos, and welcome to why We're We're Whining,
0: whining. the holiday bender taking you on a wine adventure.
1: I'm Tommy Lucas.
0: I'm Lucy Zoukaitis.
1: Great. What are we whining about?
0: Today we are whining about, uh, nope, I know it. It's holiday drinking. Ah, yes. Okay. Are you surprised?
1: You know, a little bit. I I think I blacked out after all the booze I drank yesterday, so this is a, (laughs) a new and exciting day for
0: me. Fantastic. Also new and exciting is the wine that we're having today.
1: Ooh, tell me all about it.
0: I don't think we've had one from Greece yet, have we?
1: No, I don't think we have, actually. I
0: don't think so, and that's what we're doing today.
1: All right, a Grecian yes. red. A
0: Grecian red, but don't be confused because it's called blue serena.
1: Blue serena.
0: Blue serena. Yeah. I hope that's how you say it. Serena. Anyway, Sirena. the grapes are Kostifali and Syrah, 55% Kostifali and 45% Syrah.
1: Now, I know Syrah, mm-hmm. Kostifali. Uh, yeah, that's, you...
0: that's maybe a new one to our listeners and to you and me.
1: Yeah, so what is it? So like, Kostifali
0: it. is a grape that's indigenous to Greece It is a light red-skinned grape variety grown primarily on the Greek islands of Crete and Rhodes. Okay. Very naturally high sugar content. Oh. Leads to strongly alcoholic wines. Um, Okay. (laughs) But the Costafale tend to be kind of lacking in structure and color on its own. And so it's an excellent blending grape. So when combined with something like Syrah, that adds the color and structure that was maybe not quite there. And gives us a really nice, well-rounded wine. Our ABV is 12.5%. Okay, not
1: overly busty. No,
0: I think that the Syrah maybe calmed it down a little. Okay, okay. So, Blue Serena. <laughs> These grapes are grown on the island of Crete. Warm Mediterranean climate there. So, consistent ripening year-round. And Kostifali.
1: Cost, yeah. Kostifali. I can't do a Grecian accent. I'm Yeah.
0: I know, I... I feel like I'm saying it Italian. Uh, Costifali. Costifali. (laughs) So this is the most important grape variety on the island and is often referred to as the real soul of Crete. Okay. This is a heavy hitter. Just a tiny bit more about our Blue Sirena. The amount of each grape varies from vintage to vintage. So some seasons you're going to get more of the Costifali and less Syrah. And then sometimes it's going to be the other way around. Um, and the proportions of each one change each year. So it just keeps morphing and growing with the times.
1: I appreciate their malleable approach to um, figuring out their blend.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of important. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, in growing practices and harvests and stuff, vary year by year. So I appreciate that they're committed to their product and not necessarily their recipe.
0: And it makes it kind of exciting. So if we become devotees of this wine, it'll be fun to see how it changes each year. Well,
1: I want to drink it. So I'm going to pour it in my glass. Me too. Okay. I didn't overpour that one.
0: I find that shocking.
1: <laughs> the first and last okay. time you'll ever hear me say that.
0: Oh, Not me. the
1: first and last time I've ever heard that.
0: Yep, that's true.
1: <laughs> the All color right. on this is super light. Like, I mean, it makes sense based on what you were talking about in terms of the grape itself. Yeah,
0: especially because in this vintage we have more Costefali than Syrah.
1: It's, it's definitely giving me like a light Pinot Noir color.
0: Mm-hmm. It kind of smells like a Pinot Noir too.
1: It does. It's not super um, pungent in any way. There's a spice in here that I can't place. There's definitely some minerality and some acidity going here in the nose. Like with a lot of Mediterranean wines, I feel like you get some of that briny effect of things. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not Um, getting any like strong fruit scent of anything.
1: If anything, I'm getting like floral and spice. Do you get a little bit of
0: that? Yeah, but I'm having trouble finding words for this one, so I think I'm just going to drink it.
1: Yeah, let's chug it. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice.
0: It is.
1: It's smooth, and it's got a nice round mouthfeel on it. Yeah. But then it finishes with that minerality and that acid, which is like... It feels
0: really well balanced.
1: It is. It's very well
0: balanced. Oh, Yeah. But again, mm. there's no, and maybe this is a good thing, no strong flavors are even jumping out at me. It just feels very subdued and relaxed as it goes down my throat. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Not
1: the first time you've said that either, but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, that spice is coming through on the end as well, but I'm really just enjoying the acid minerality on the end of it, yeah. I think, the most.
0: This is very tasty.
1: It's very good. Like a nice like Grecian table wine almost, you mm-hmm. know? Pretty universal appeal.
0: And how fun to have discovered a new grape.
1: Yeah, Cote Stefali. Cote, co- whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> Cote And looking at the bottle, I will say that I was, of course, inspired and like I was thinking I'm like mermaid wine because there's like it's like mermaid on it. And she's like seductively holding this anchor and nothing about it screams particularly Advent or Christmas themed (laughs) in my mind.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So
1: I dug a little deeper and I was like, what's the most Christmassy thing in the ocean?
0: Oh, I don't know. And what is the most Christmassy thing in the ocean?
1: Well, let me tell you, Lucy. The okay. most Christmassy thing in the ocean are actually called Christmas tree worms. Hang on. Yeah, what? go ahead and like pull up a picture of one.
0: Oh, I'm afraid.
1: They look like exactly what they, they're they called. They look like little Christmas trees.
0: Oh, okay. See, my mind went to... Uh, are you familiar with bag worms?
1: No, and I don't know that I want to be.
0: Oh, God. What. There's, like, an infestation in some of the pine trees in my parents' yard, and they call them bagworms because you're supposed to, like, catch them and put them in a plastic bag to eliminate them. Otherwise, they just keep, like, procreating everywhere, Um, and they multiply, and there's, like, hundreds of them, but they just look like a little, like, bud or leaf on the tree, and then they start moving, and it's the most disgusting thing ever. I'm having a little PTSD. Yeah,
1: well, this isn't that. Um, what am I even like? typing in? Christmas tree worm. Okay.
0: Sorry. Wow. Ooh. Okay.
1: And for tangent of the day, we have...
0: <laughs> oh, these are cool. Right? Oh, that doesn't even look like a worm. Cute. No. Listeners, look these up.
1: I know. They're super fun looking. So anyway, uh, Christmas tree worms, they're named for their kind of like spindly fur-like tree appearance. Mm-hmm. And what you're seeing in that picture, like those little crowns that kind of look like Christmas trees. Yeah. um, They're actually protruding from the body, which is like a a tube-like thing. But the body's usually never seen. Okay. Because it's kind of like buried in the coral in which they live in.
0: Is this like a defense mechanism?
1: Not quite. So it is these like little feathery appendages, but they look like really bright colors and vibrant colors like Christmas trees. They are used to catch their dinner. Because they're filter mm-hmm. feeders, so they f- feed on plankton and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're also used to breathe. Oh. They also, like, it takes in sand and it stores the sand grains in separate sacks, which, like, assist in building tubes to anchor them to the corals. So, like, these little feathery Christmas trees are pretty important to these little, little wormy dudes. It's actually whenever they get scared or, like, something swims by or, like, a predator comes by, they'll, like wrap up their little spirally Christmas things and shove it back in their little coral hole and they'll burrow back in there and then they'll like pop out later when the coast is clear. Christmas tree worms are only about 1.5 inches in length. Okay. And like up to two thirds of that 1.5 inches is anchored into the coral and only like the plumes, which look like the Christmas trees are visible. Mm Mm-hmm and they've also been found burrowing into like giant clams instead of coral so pretty much they just like hard things apparently
0: <laughs> but they're only 1.5 inches when hard
1: hey it's not about the size all right it's how they use it okay
0: okay <laughs>
1: um they also hardly ever leave their burrows too you know they it's like their little safe haven but i was thinking kind of about how do i relate to a christmas tree worm and aside from the 1.5 inches <laughs> Um, (laughs) I
0: wasn't going to say it.
1: (laughs) It's like this. I feel like you and I are kind of both Christmas tree worms. You know, like they sit at home all day. Uh They look beautiful. They shove things in their mouths constantly. Mm -hmm. And they build a house out of the sand, which they eat, and then they poop it out.
0: And then hide when like responsibility approaches.
1: (laughs) Precisely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I dig myself into a lot of holes, so...
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I relate to this. So
1: maybe in a past life or maybe a future life, we're destined for Christmas tree wormitude.
0: Okay, all you little Christmas tree worms out there, thank you so much for joining us. All um, 1.5 inches of you. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow with more wine.
1: And worms. And worms.
0: God, I hope not. Bagworms! Bagworms!
1: This has been a Tom C. Lukaitis production in association with Double Daddy Studios.
0: Thank you for enjoying this podcast responsibly. Oh, wait a minute. No, yes. Okay. Another thing. Wow, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Shit. Wait, that didn't sound good. That sounded like I'm talking about. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> wow.